0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, the unlikely missionary, DHW. This is episode five, episode five. I'm excited that we are slowly but surely um, increasing the number of podcasts. Today, uh, we're gonna be talking about Policing people's decisions. Um, I feel like this probably will make some believers upset, but that's okay. Um, because we really need to stop policing people's decisions. God is the um, authority. He's the final authority. And he doesn't need our help to uh tell people what they're doing is right or wrong um so i hope that you give this a listen that it speaks to you and that you're blessed okay so many christians today pride themselves on their righteousness And they do this by trying to identify the unrighteousness in others. This is the thing. Measuring your earthly righteousness against earthly unrighteousness is a false comparison. God says in his word, That man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So just because you go to church and you tithe and you work at a soup kitchen and you give money to the homeless and you do all of these really nice, good things that people would say, oh, you're a good person, does not mean you are righteous. It means you do nice things. But what are our hearts looking like? What is driving us to do the things we do? Is it because I love Jesus or is it because I want praise from others for doing nice things? We prejudge people all the time based on what we see. That's a normal part of life. We make judgment calls each and every day about people, places, and things based on um schemas. Sorry for using a psychology term. I have a master's degree in psychology. By using schemas or um these little boxes that we create of experiences and those experiences and the things that we've gone through and seen in our lives speak to how we judge situations people places and things okay and there's nothing wrong with that for example if I'm walking alone at night and I see a big dude walking towards me in the dark I'm crossing the street because This is self-preservation, okay? He could be a perfectly nice man, but I don't know that because he could also want to do me harm. So to, you know, make sure that nothing happens to me, I'm just going to cross the street, okay? However, what is wrong is that because of that judgment, I determine I'm better than. No one is better because we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are all in the same boat. From the little white lie to the biggest murderer, it all sends us to the same place. In God's economy, and you'll hear me say this, on multiple occasions, in God's economy, there are no levels to this. I'll say it again. In God's economy, there are no levels to this. Sin equals hell. It doesn't matter... How big the sin, how small the sin, all sin leads to hell. So stop looking at others' sin as a measuring stick of how good you are when the stake in your own eye is massive. Like I said before, we all have sinned. We all are sinners. The only difference is that as a believer, my sins are covered by the blood of Jesus So that I have access to a direct line to God. American Christians today stand on their soapbox of no abortions and no gay marriage, saying that they stand for family values. The thing is that it is not my job as a Christian to police people's decisions. I'll say it again it is not my job as a Christian to police people's decisions. Yes, the Bible says that murder is wrong. Okay? Yes, the Bible says that his covenant of marriage is between a man and a woman. But the Bible also tells believers that the greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your Soul and all of your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. It does not say judge people and throw them away. What is our job is to treat people the way we would want to be treated, to show God's love to others. Church folks believe, I think, that because they are saved. The things they do are in the name of the Lord, so they are covered. Sorry to burst that bubble, but you will be judged just like everyone else for the stuff you do before you were saved and after you got saved. If you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive. If you want a second chance, you have to give second chances. If you don't want people telling you to do With what to do with your body you can't tell others what to do with theirs if you don't want someone beating you every day don't beat your other or kids every day if you want respect you have to give respect it's really not that complicated for example the people that stand at abortion clinics or Planned Parenthood and disclaimer Planned Parenthood is not does not only provide abortions they provide a lot of good and important health services in a lot of communities where um, access to health care is not easily available so just want to put that out there okay so the people that that stand at these places and scream at the women going in or bomb those places or they kill the doctors performing the procedures you are not a hero okay you are actually disobeying god's commandments and you are no better than the women getting the procedure because at the end of the day both of you both of us are sinners god created us both god loves us both and we are both given the right by god to make our own choices Here's the difference. We as believers are held to a different standard. As a believer, God commands that we love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. What about standing in front of a clinic and screaming hateful words and messages to women who are already struggling with the decision they have come to loving how does that fit at all into what 1 Corinthians 13 4-7 says when another non-believer doesn't show love That is what it is. They don't have a covenant with God. They haven't been commanded to love. But when I, who does believe in God, doesn't show love, I am in direct conflict with what God has told me to do. And these overzealous Christians in their Protest and I put protest in quotes are actually sinning themselves, not because the belief that abortion is wrong, because that is their belief, but is in the action that they have taken. I was taught to be a judgmental person because church folks are judgmental. Okay? (laughs) I'm putting it out there. Church folks can be some very judgmental people. Okay? And I grew up in church my whole life. And so when that is the environment you're around, um, that is what you pick up. That's what becomes part of how you make decisions, because it becomes part of your schema, it becomes part of the box that you can, you um, evaluate things by, because that has been your experience. Okay, and I used to tell people about their mess very bluntly. Um, I was a youth leader. And, you know, I was preparing messages all the time and trying to uh, create real world applications. And sometimes, Uh, when the young people would come to me with a situation I was very blunt Um, and for some people it may have come off as harsh but that was not my intention I was not trying to be mean but because I could see where the decisions could lead them I was trying to prevent them from making a mistake that could harm them in the future. But the only way that I knew how to relay that was in a very blunt, direct way. As I've gotten older, I've come to realize that that probably was not the best way to relay what I was trying to relay because it made me look judgmental and stuck up which is not my character at all. You know, I have lived life now and I have messed up. I've made mistakes, but God still loves me. And in the times of my mess ups, I really didn't want to hear someone saying, if you had just or coming at me bluntly, But that's what I got because that's what I gave out. What I wanted to hear was girl you messed up but God still loves you and he can turn it around. Proverbs 15 verse 1 says a soft response turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. Verse 4 says the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. How did my answer, how did my tongue affect others? It probably created wrath, anger in them because I showed a lack of caring in the way that I spoke to them. And it may have crushed the spirit because they may have worked up courage to come to me with their problem. And I gave them, instead of soothing words, harsh words. Looking back on it, I'm hurt and disappointed in the way that I responded. But... I know that I wasn't trying to be mean and I feel very sorry for what I've done and how I spoke. And I really hope that um, they understand that I was trying to be loving and I was doing the best that I could at the time. But that's why it's so, so important that we show love because that is our job our job is to show the love of God to others so if God can forgive all and redeem all who who am I to disqualify anyone I am not the morality police And I can't save anybody. That's not my job. Christians, that's not our job. I'll say it one more time. Christians, that's not our job. The only person whose actions I control are my own. I can't make someone else live holy, but I myself can. I can't stop people from doing bad stuff, but I can make sure I don't. I can accept Jesus Christ, but I can't make others do so. That's not what I'm here for. Okay, so the question is, what is our job as Christians? Our jobs as Christians is simple. Go tell people the gospel. Okay? Go tell. Tell, not save. Tell, not save. Like I said, we can't make anyone except Jesus Christ. All we can do is tell them about Jesus. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love people as you love yourself. Not some people, all people. Even the people that get on your nerves, even the people you can't stand, even the people who you think are the scum of the earth. God didn't say you had to like them. I think we get this twisted. God didn't say you had to like them. He said that you have to love them. And how do we love them? Go back to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. Okay? He's not saying that you have to agree with them, that you have to do all of these things. Wonderful things for them. That you have to befriend them. No. He's not saying that. But he's saying that. For all people. You should show them kindness. Even if you don't think they deserve it. You would want someone to show you kindness. So you need to show them kindness. Okay. That's all that God is asking for. Okay. It's not that difficult in theory in application it is a little difficult but love people as you love yourself build your relationship with god okay something can't get stronger stronger excuse me if you don't work on it and so you have to build your relationship with god don't worry about other people's relationships with god worry about your own Because you need to be strong in God. You need to be strong in the word. You need to be prayed up. Don't worry about other people's relationships. Worry about your own. And live as righteous and holy as possible. Because like I said, the only person you can control is yourself. You can't control your husband. You can't control your wife. You can't control your kids. You can't control your mother, your father, your cousin, the Joe Schmo on the street. You have no control over those people. The only person whose life you have control over is your own. So you live right. You do right. Live by example. We don't live in the time of the old testament we live in the time of the new testament where jesus made all that was once unclean clean where we are all now granted access to god through jesus where we live under grace and not the law To my fellow believers, examine yourself, not others. If the things you do contradict, love God, and love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing it wrong. Point blank, period. Your life should be governed by the commandments, love God, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if it's not, you're doing it wrong to my non-believers don't let people cause you to reject the free gift of salvation because they themselves don't have it together my mom told me the story of when she accepted Christ she grew up in church and you know she grew up in an environment that was much more rigid than mine and She had so much hurt um, in her that she was at um, sleepaway camp. It was a a Bible sleepaway camp. And one of the leaders came to her and said to her, why don't you believe? And she said, if these people are getting into heaven or going to heaven, Why do I want to be there with them? Is what she said in a nutshell. And he said to her, How do you know they're getting in? And she paused. Because the fact of the matter is, she didn't know that for sure. But what she could know for sure, is that she was getting in. And so... That's what I want to relay to you. You know, just because someone says they're a Christian, just because someone goes to church doesn't mean that they are getting into heaven. And so don't look at others and allow that to cause you to miss out on an amazing relationship with God. The Bible says, everyone that says, Lord, Lord, doesn't make it into the kingdom. God is a good, loving God. And he wants us to live our best life. And that is his will for us. And even when we mess up, he still loves us. And he is still willing to forgive us. No matter what we've done Up until our last breath, we still always have the opportunity to get it right and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So if you want to do that today, I offer you Jesus. And it's very simple. All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins to you. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I accept you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. And instantly, you are in. You're in the kingdom. And I welcome you to the family of God. So I just want to tell people, stop policing other people's actions. Stop looking at people and judging good or bad better Or worse. Because that's not your job. Your job is to. Do your best. To live your best. To live right. To live holy. To live righteous. And that's all you have to do. Because if you are. Doing what you're supposed to be doing. Others will see you. And will try to emulate you because they will respect you people are respect you more when you are living right and not when you're telling them that what they're doing is wrong while they see you doing crazy stuff too okay so let's just be kind let's just be loving let's just stop policing each other So that's it for episode five. For more of the Unlikely Missionary, you can follow the blog at missionary.blogspot.com. That's missionary.blogspot.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Unlikely Missionary. Until next time, if no one ever says it, I want you to know You are loved.